Hello there, pod people, and welcome to the Walter Kane Broken Pieces podcast. It is a dark, cold night out there. I don't know if you can hear the rain and the wind in the background as I'm recording here. Um, but that is very appropriate, because for this week's episode, we have a very special guest vocalist, Kristen Zaza, uh, from the Canadian podcast On a Dark, Cold Night. If you haven't heard On a Dark, Cold Night, I definitely recommend you go and check it out, because it is dark, it is hypnotic, it is strange. I think it is one of the most interesting pieces of audio fiction out there at the moment Uh, and if you like the sound of Kristen's voice on this piece today then you're definitely going to love this show. Uh, So without any further ado we present to you this week's piece Alarm read by Kristen Zaza. Erica's eyes bolt open. The security alarm screams. The sound swims in and out between two brutally high-pitched tones, each iteration swallowing the last. Erica's lying in a fetal position on her side of the bed, facing the rectangle window. She is numb on the mattress, panic strangling her brainstem, holding her still and in place. Arturo's arm swings out and hits her side as he jolts awake. He inhales deeply like a man coming up from underwater. His left hand fumbles on the nightstand, looking for the lamp switch. There is a small click, and the room changes from cold blue to dim orange. Fuck, what time is it? Arturo's voice is small and lost in the wail. Scratching his dark beard, he reaches for his watch. He sighs and then turns his head to Erica and pats her arm limply. He raises his voice a little this time to be heard over the alarm. It must be the wind. Erica stares up at the blank ceiling and groans. Ugh, shit. I think I left the kitchen window unlatched. I was letting the steam out. Oh, fuck it, babe. At least we know the alarm works now. Arturo yawns and slowly turns to get up. Let me do it, Art. It's my fault. Gotta learn how to reset the thing anyway. Oh, it's okay, babe. I... Erica is already up and moving around the bed. She is dressed in shorts and a t-shirt. She stands next to Arturo's side of the bed and looks down at him. Our anniversary, right? What? The code. Arturo looks up at her, puzzled for a second, until the words find a meaning in his brain. (laughs) Right. Our anniversary, yeah. Erica turns to leave when Arturo shouts over the din and calls her back. Hey, babe? What? You look hot. She smiles and rolls her eyes in fake exasperation. You need help? Back in a mo. Erica opens the door to the dark, upstairs landing. Her hand moves along the banister railing as she shuffles towards the bathroom. She stumbles past the open bathroom door on her left and grabs the top of the stairs banister for balance. The constant drone of the alarm kills all sound, making her more aware of her other senses. The cool feeling of the wooden steps on her bare feet... The smell of the salmon and vegetables they cooked for dinner. 
she moves down the stairs. Next to the front door, the alarm panel waits. The blue rubber keypad glows beneath the flashing red quartz display. The display blinks out the same word over and over. Fault. Fault. The rubber keys make a bleeping noise as she presses each one. The alarm continues for a second and then cuts out. She sighs and lets her head hang down in relief. The wailing has been replaced by a ringing in her ears that seems to float on top of the thick silence that has all of a sudden swamped the house. She turns her head right and looks down the shadowy hall toward the kitchen. The marble countertop glints in the weak blue light. She begins to walk forward. She keeps an even pace, the pace of someone who is calm. Erica? Everything okay down there? Erica is startled and instantly relieved by Arturo's loud voice from upstairs. She shouts back, Yep, I'm just going to close the kitchen window. She approaches the small triangular cupboard under the stairs. She imagines a little gnome with a knife in his teeth hiding inside, telling herself that that is funny. She reaches the doorway. Stepping up to the threshold, she reaches her hand inside and searches fast for the light switch. The filaments burn hot yellow and the kitchen appears in a flash. Erica holds a breath. The kitchen is empty. The black counter is bare apart from the dishes and some beer cans. In the center of the back wall above the sink is the wide kitchen window. The beige cloth roller blind is pulled down all the way, hiding the glass. A closed eye. All at once, Erica remembers shutting the window and pulling the roller blind down. She remembers the annoying extra tugs she had to give it to keep it from snapping upwards again. The skin on her exposed forearms ripples and goosebumps as if someone's fingers were drawing soft circles along her bare skin. She looks to the right, at the wooden door to their small laundry room. Did Art lock the back door? Maybe the wind. There is a noise from the left. The double doors to the dining room rattle. The six rectangle glass panes in each door are solid black. The frames between them look thin like flimsy cage wire. Erica feels fingers on her lower back. Ah! God damn it! She turns and screams at Arturo. Fuck off! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Jesus Christ! What the fuck? Erica instinctively punches him in the chest at almost the same moment that she recognizes him. Arturo's surprise breaks into a smile. Seeing the smile, Erica punches him again. <gasps> Damn! Okay, okay. What's up? Staring at him with more relief than irritation, she catches her breath. <sighs> it wasn't the... She drops her voice to a whisper. It wasn't the kitchen window. I closed it. She indicates towards the dining room with her eyes. I heard a noise. 
Arturo's expression changes from amusement to concern, and then to postured reassurance. Hmm. It's probably just the wind. Stay over here, okay? He gestures for her to stand over to the right by the door to the laundry room. I'll check it out. She watches as Arturo pushes down slowly on the door handle and opens the fragile glass door inwards. He stares into the room. Then without saying anything, he steps fully into the black. Erica waits in the light of the kitchen. She bites her lower lip. Time slows. There's a small slamming noise. Arturo steps back out of the dark room. It was the sliding door. I mustn't have clicked it shut properly. Sorry, babe. Oh, that's okay. Erica sighs in relief. They yawn and kiss and return upstairs to bed. The alarm screams out again. Erica jumps at the sound, waking herself. Fuck! Fuck! She's back in bed. She sits up immediately, clutching the bed sheets. She feels chilled beads of sweat on her forehead. Arturo's side of the bed is empty. The alarm blasts over and over. The door to their room is slightly open. She shouts as loud as she can. Art! Arturo! Where are you? There is a small pause that reaches on forever. Then Arturo's voice calls back from the stairs. It must be the fucking wind set off the alarm. I'm going to turn it off. Fuck. Erica collapses back into the sheets sucking in large gasps of air, gradually slowing her breath. After a minute, the alarm stops. She closes her eyes in relief and breathes. She's ready to fall back to sleep. But, after a minute or two, Arturo is still not returned. Erica opens her eyes. Art! There is silence in the blue room. She sits up and stares at the door. Art? There is silence. She feels the cold javelin of a new fear spike her chest. She calls out, but her voice is hoarse. Art? Her pulse begins to thump hot in her head, thudding over the top of the ringing silence. Art? Her skin shivers as if with fever. She stands up and stares at the door, hands by her sides like a child waiting for a parent. She sucks in a breath and pulls the handle towards her. A dim light is coming from somewhere downstairs. She steps out into the landing seems darker than before. She holds tight to the banister rail as she moves slowly towards the bathroom at the end of the landing. The door is closed. She pushes the door open. 
It is empty. The moon is shining rich blue light into the room. The blue glints off the shards of broken mirror on the floor. She looks left at where her reflection should be. A wave of heat rushes through her. She snaps her head back towards the stairs in the landing. In the new blue light from the bathroom, she sees a trail of clothes and junk on the floor next to her leading down the stairs. Words rush past her mind. Robbery, home invasion, Arturo. Arturo! There is silence for a moment. Erica! Arturo's cry rings out from somewhere below. His voice burns through her slow, frozen body. Her heart starts to pound like a fist on a door. She bends down and grasps up a shard of mirror. The alarm begins again. The wailing is louder and somehow shallower than before, as if the alarm itself has grown hoarse. The tone is long and raucous, a chimpanzee's shriek that drowns into a kind of rattle and back again. Leaning over the banister, she can see that there is no one in the hall below. The steps are steep and full of clothes and junk and debris which grows thicker at the bottom of the staircase, like a landslide. Time seems to slow and stretch as she clambers down the stairs. Arturo! Her eyes are fixed on the flashing, blurring alarm panel far ahead and below. Stumbling down the final few debris-covered steps, she crashes into the half-buried hall table and twists her body toward the kitchen. She holds the shard out in front of her at no one. The wail of the siren grows louder. Her head pounds and her vision begins to swim. The ground is a slow swamp of trash sucking her downward. The hall flashes and screams. The walls swell and shrink and pulse in time to the alarm. Arturo's cry is coming from up ahead on the left, from the dining room. The dim white light from within seems to glow brighter as she pushes forward. The alarm is deafening now, squealing in time with her wheezing breaths echoing inside her head. Her voice is hoarse from shouting. Coughing Arturo's name, she brandishes the shard into the empty kitchen and then pivots left towards the dining room door. She squints hard, the light behind the glass panels is glowing white hot and blinding. She pushes down on the door handle and launches herself forward. As she comes crashing down, she feels the shard of mirror slice deep into her palm. She cries out and her eyes squeeze closed against the pain. The alarm stops dead. Collapsed over her knees, her forehead is pressed to the floor. Her left arm is sprawled out in front of her. Her right is up next to her face. She keeps her eyes clamped shut, waiting for the knife or the gunshot or the grasp of a rough hand in her hair. There is only silence. Head still down, she opens her eyes and sees a small area of dirty floor under her. The blinding glow is gone, replaced by stark early morning light. Her head is slow and dizzy. Her vision is blurred. She tilts her head slightly and sees her right hand. The sliced palm is black and inky in the cold morning light. 
Her hands push through a grimy carpet of cans, bottles, and junk as she struggles to prop herself up into a sitting position, her head still hanging downwards. Her voice is small and hoarse. Arturo? Still looking down, she sees that the floor is completely covered in trash. Slowly, she turns her head up and right towards the sliding glass doors that open onto the backyard. An old woman is sitting on the ground, out on the patio. The skin of her face is clawed and scabbed. Parts of her hair are torn away in clumps. Her dirty clothes are stained in dark blood. Sunk deep in wrinkled hollows, her black eyes stare at Erica. She stretches her mouth wide, and the alarm begins again. Thanks very much for listening to today's show. Uh, sorry for the big blast of alarms at the end there. Hope that didn't uh, sh- blow your eardrums off too much. Uh, if you do like what we're doing on the show, please tell your friends, tell people who you think are equally as weird as you <laughs> who might enjoy these pieces um, because that's what we want. We want to kind of uh, connect with other people who are of a similar bent to ourselves uh, and and spread the love. Tell your friends, tell your mother, tell your grandmother, tell your dog.